0: And they've got a brand new sign-up offer for our listeners. Bet $1 on any team and win $100 if that team scores a touchdown. That's right. All you have to do is open a new WinBet account, deposit $20 or more, and bet $1 on any team within your first 10 days. If that team scores a touchdown, you win $100. So if you haven't signed up for a WinBet account yet, take advantage of this offer today by clicking on the Action Network link in this episode description. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's start the show. All right, here we go.
1: Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining.
2: They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's down to seven seconds.
0: The truth for the win! Gone! Oh, a miracle! Visions. Double water! Hit that one from the parking lot! Shock it all in college basketball!
1: It's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog.
2: Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by WinBet Sportsbook. I'm your host, Jim Root, joined by the rest of the three-man leave crew, Kai McEwen and Matt Cox. This is your preseason futures episode. There's also a new episode on the feed entirely. We'll be coming to you once a week, Wednesday mornings, talking college basketball odds, futures, game lines, all kinds of things for the next two months. On this episode, though, as mentioned, we are going to discuss national title Final four futures, some of the over-unders from WinBet. Before we jump right into that, though, Matt, Kai,
1: are you guys excited to be here? New feed? Let's do this. Jim, I'm amped to be here. Can't wait to talk
3: futures. Uh, Matt, hi. Matt, testing one, two. Jim, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, sir. Let's talk money-making investments.
2: Let's get right into it, guys. Let's talk college basketball. National title futures. The best price on the number one team in the country is at WinBet. Gonzaga, you will not find a better line than seven
1: to one out in the market. Kai, do you agree? Should they be number one? Oh, Jim, absolutely. And last year, I think we saw them being a head and a shoulder and an ear and a nose and a mouth and an eye above everyone else not named Baylor. I think it's going to be the same way this year. They are by far the best team in the country. Seven to one. Sure. I'll take those odds, Matt. I'll sprinkle a little bit on the, on the national championship there.
3: Yeah, Jim, I was looking at last year's odds and they're not going off at, you know, the the, the price here isn't all that different from last season. So you kind of have to contextualize in that way. Like how much more dominant do you view this Zags team relative to last year's?
2: Well, and I think part of it, too, is how how much do you think they're going to struggle? Do you think the odds will get better for Gonzaga? And I personally right. do not. I mean, no. by the time they entered the tournament last year, they were minus money to win the tournament. So. If you think they're going to rampage to that non-conference schedule, like I sort of do, even though it is difficult, then you're going to want to get in early because it's probably not going to get much better. They do have UCLA and Duke in Vegas right around Thanksgiving. So if you're skeptical on Gonzaga and you think they drop a couple, start to look vulnerable, maybe you want
3: to wait. But Matt, that's not what we're doing. We're not waiting. We think this is the best team in the country, correct? Jimmy, Get got to pounce now. They got the, the Longhorns come to town Saturday, November 13th, Texas. I mean, Gonzaga will be favored by a solid eight points in that game, give or take of a couple. So, if you wait till after that matchup, a game that they probably win. I mean, obviously, a lot can happen early in the season, a lot of unknowns. But if you're in a bet Gonzaga, now's the time to do it. And with the win offering the best price in the board, that's a no-brainer. So, if you're a zigzagger, like you should be, like we are, like we always have been, then now's the time to hop in. Yeah. For reference, Bart
2: Torvik has Texas fourth in the country, and they still have Gonzaga favored by nine. Ken Tom's got that game 11, So
3: yeah, Gonzaga will be, be double digits. Right, right. Yep.
2: Uh, just just keep an eye on that. Uh, elsewhere though, let's let's move down the board. We we all agree Gonzaga's number one. Best price is here. If that's what you want, go for it. Otherwise, though, we've got Michigan, UCLA, and Villanova coming in next at 12 to one. This feels a little rich for some of these. Uh, particularly UCLA, Kai, a team that we are widely documented as a little bit lower than the market on.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it a lot of times, Jim, about how UCLA would be perceived this season if they had lost to Michigan State in that opening round game the NCAA tournament last year. a game they probably should have lost. They would probably not be a top 10 team this year by most outlets out there, by most media members. And you see them as high as number two from a lot of places. And right here you see per win bet, they're tied for the second-best odds to win the national title. I just don't buy it. It's it's too high for me, Matthew. There's plenty of other values up there on the board that are better.
3: Stay away. O oh, for 3. Can I give three straight family feud eh, to all three yeah. of these? Mm-hmm. There's sort of this mumble, jumbled mess from, I don't know, call it number 5, 6 down to 15. A lot of teams that I think are very... You know, neck and neck, hard to distinguish. And these prices for UCLA, Michigan, and Nova sort of portray them as a perch above a lot of those squads. And I just don't, I'm not buying that. A lot of question marks for all three teams. And if you're going to take a, a price that's as rich as this, you need to be pretty, pretty confident that there are few to no uh, warts that might emerge. And I think we could nitpick uh, some of those cracks with all three of these teams. So stay away.
2: Yeah, that's, I think that's a theme. You know, anybody after Gonzaga, you can really nitpick as much as you want. And that's why value comes into play. Like maybe if you emphatically think UCLA is number two, maybe. But I just I think that's it's hard to come up with that opinion and really feel strongly about it. Despite the the great performance in the Final Four last year, uh, Matt, you talked a lot about how you don't want to just disregard those extra games though, just because they almost lost to Michigan State doesn't mean that
3: UCLA's great performances the rest of the way mean nothing. Correct? Correct. They got better and they showed us. Basically, a a version of themselves that no one had seen. And I think that's sort of the launching pad that's propelled them to top five, top three unanimous rankings this preseason. We're a little bit lower, but I think we've bought into most of what we witnessed down the, uh, during the stretch run there. And if Johnny Juzang is going to make 80% of mid range jumpers again, then, you know, you could take Nova plus 100. It'd probably be good value. I don't have that crystal ball in front of me. UCLA, not Nova, not Nova. Not Nova. Sorry, UCLA. It's kind of reminds you of the, use of the Nova team from circa what 2018, when every shot under the sun seemed to fall. But yeah, these are these are stayaways. But let's get to value. Let's talk money making ops.
2: Well, there is a team that all three of us think is number two in the country, and they are perched slightly below that that little trio we just mentioned. Matt, I'm going right back to you. That is the Jayhawks, the Beakers, Kansas. Are, are we are we in on this at 15 to one? What do you think?
3: Yeah, no brainer to me. It's a team with depth, experience, talent, and it's a DNA of a classic Bill Self team that he excels with. Just look at his historical track record, Kai. Yeah, the Jayhawks certainly like the other Blue Bloods, your Dukes, your Kentuckys. I think they're generally a little undervalued coming off a down year by their standards. And I think generally across the board, we've talked about this. Last year, you have to put a little less stock in than you would the prior year based on, you know, when you're basing your upcoming season projections, Kansas is a great example of that. I think they're a great buy low, ton of experience, ton of talent, Kai. I mean, I don't don't see many flaws here.
1: Yeah. It's a good point about the blue bloods last year, throwing those teams out, but it's worth pointing out to Kansas. They were the best team in the country in 2020. And you could probably say that by a long shot and COVID unfortunately canceled their season. Now this team isn't quite to that level in my opinion, but There's a reality where they get to number one in the country again this year. Like you said, tons of talent, tons of depth. And Bill Self has his dual point guard look this season, back something he did not have last year. Um, So, yeah, 15-1. to For my money, it's the best value value on the board. You're also taking a coach, Jim, and Bill Self that's been there before that's won a national title. And that certainly goes a long way.
2: All right, Kai, a very similar team in terms of Big 12, coach that's been to the national title game, lined at 15-1, to what do you think of Texas right at the same spot as Kansas? They're obviously incorporating a lot of new pieces, maybe more than Kansas. Do you buy coach beard in his first season
1: in Austin, or you kind of wait and see at this point? I'm still kind of wait and see. I, I definitely like Chris beard. I love the pieces he put together, but I still have Kansas a hair ahead. And if you even look at Kim Palm and there's certainly some flaws in his algorithm with teams like Texas this season, but Kansas at three, Texas at 14, something to consider. There's a wide gap between those teams. I don't think the gap is that wide in reality, Matt, but Texas is a team I'm probably more wait and see on this year versus diving in with a Kansas 15 to one
3: bet. Yeah. Texas, you know, just going back to that Gonzaga point, there's no need to bet this now. If you're in on Texas, I'd wait, you know, maybe they steal. Um, You can see how they play in their first game. I guess it's only a, they're playing Houston Baptist. So not like you probably won't learn a whole lot in that matchup there, but (laughs) Before they go to Gonzaga, that's probably a, a situation where you want to time this future correctly. If you think there's a chance they go into Gonzaga and win that game, then I'd hop in before. I don't see that happening, so I would wait. You know, they lose that game, maybe they should, maybe they even drop one to Seton Hall on the road at Seton Hall on December 9th, and you can get in at its absolute lowest value maybe by mid December, and then they head into Big Twelve play. We see Chris Beard start to integrate those pieces. Um, So I'm not saying Texas is bad value. I just think it's a wait and see, and you can probably get better value at a more opportune time.
2: Yeah. Also sitting there at 15 to one, the other blue bloods, Duke, Kentucky, Matt, if you had to pick one of those two to bet
3: right now at 15 to one, which one are you going? So my, one of my bets here coming up was basically the loser of the Duke Kentucky on champions classic. Just take that team. I I like both these teams a lot. (laughs) I think it's a good chance. We talk about them as the second and third best teams in the country. Um, you know Kansas is up up in that crop as well. There's there's a lot of unknowns and there's going to be a lot of overreactions after that Champions Classic. All eyeballs will be on that game. Probably some some movement coming in on uh, the winner. Obviously, the the odds will probably adjust. Maybe not a major adjustment from the odds makers, but you got to think there's going to be a little bit of a, a value opportunity coming there. So, Kai, wait and see the loser of that opening game. I like.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of overreacting, just watching Duke against Winston Salem State in the preseason game or the ex- the exhibition game, like uh, I'm not trying to overreact, but holy crap, they looked huge, athletic, on point. Um, it's a D2 team, Jim, but still, Duke could be scary good at least defensively this season. So fifteen to one, uh, that's pretty attractive.
2: Yeah, didn't get much from A.J. Griffin and didn't need much in that one because yeah. they were, they're, they're huge everywhere. I mean, on the wing, Wendell Moore, Trevor Keels, they're big boys. And then up front, you're always going to have, or pretty much always going to have, two 6'10", 7-footers with Ben Mark Williams, Theo John, two centers that are phenomenal defensively. So, yeah, I kind of lead towards Duke just in terms of the upside. Uh, but Kentucky is a different team this year. Very veteran. They also have some young guns coming in. Just going to be a little more of a feeling out process for how Calipari does with
3: a transfer-laden squad, not something he's had in the past. I think Kentucky, like Texas, is a a wait and see. If you want Duke, I think now's the time to hop in. If you like Kentucky, I think you wait.
2: All right, let's go a little further down the board
3: into that 20 to
2: 30 sort of range. Anyone that jumps out to you, Matt? Yeah, in the past, we've seen teams like Villanova 20 to one preseason in, in 2016 when their Virginia was 20 to one preseason when they won in 2019. So this can be kind of the sweet spot. If you're able to identify somebody that has the higher upside,
3: anyone you're eyeing in particular, Matthew. I got a few. I think we agree on a, a couple of these. I got Tennessee, Oregon, Louisville. Uh, we're looking at for Oregon price of 3000, 30 to one. On uh, on bet currently, Oregon's just a team that whether or not they have an awesome regular season, which I believe that we, we think they will, they have some injuries to start coming out of the gate. But, you know, if they take off in the Pac-12 and they get a high seed or they drop down to a 7 to 10 seed, you've seen Altman be such a, a landmine for opposing teams, much like Syracuse in the tournament, just with the style and the unorthodoxy of how they play. I think they're a really good bet to make the Sweet 16. And when your bet national title features Kai, that's all you're trying to do. Set yourself up for a second round, second weekend appearance, and you can play the hedging game going forward. So Oregon uh, within this tier is my favorite bet on the board.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind the bet, Matthew. I, I'm a little bit lower on their ceiling. I don't think they can win the title. I'm, I'm kind of bearish in their final four prospects. But Purdue and Illinois, two Big Ten teams in this range here are, are bets I'm absolutely looking at. Purdue at 20 to 1 the 10th shortest odds on the board and every single place I've seen in the preseason has them top 10, top five. Kimpom has them six. That's terrific value. Illinois at 25 to one. There's a world where Curbelo turns into an all American this year or places to some new pretty much with ease and Coburn is the most dominant player in college basketball. So lots of value on Illinois, 25 to one as well, especially if you compare those two teams with Michigan, right? Michigan, much, much, much shorter odds than those two teams, I'd happily take Purdue and Illinois instead.
2: Yeah. It's no slight at Michigan. i view those teams similarly. It's just, it's a price thing a lot of futures is finding the right price and timing it right to where, you know, if, if you are like Matt and you love Oregon, but maybe you think they struggle out of the gate, trying to put all those new guards together, coming in from, from transfer pieces, then maybe you wait a little bit and, and you hope those odds dip down. So it is timing. It is price. That is a great call. Mr. McEwen I did just add a little Illinois myself recently. I've I've been talked into the upside. I can't help it. Not super proud of it, but all right. Yeah. What else? Kai, anything else for you? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good point. I have a, I have a future
1: on Illinois and Kansas as a, as a Mizzou alum. You just hate yourself. You're a self-hating Mizzou fan. There's no other type. Uh, I I agree with Matt, Tennessee 50 to one. If you're looking for like a a longer shot, that's probably the best one on the board. 51 and up.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I, love ex- I
2: like Tennessee. I, I, I'm not on board with the, the Louisville upside at all, Matt, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, but
3: maybe I'm overselling the upside with Louisville, but and I watched, uh, but going back to Tennessee, we love exhibition overreactions when you put a D1 team against a D3 JV squad and they look like <laughs> NBA All Stars, but Tennessee looks really good. And the questions with them last year to me have been answered. A point guard with Kennedy Chandler and Santiago Viscovi uh, both look terrific. So Barnes didn't have really any point guard last year. Now he has two awesome ones with the leap that Viscovi's made and Chandler coming in there. And they have experience and talent, and they look like kind of like Duke. We call it the get-off-the-bus test, just a bunch of men that can just defend you, and it's not a, a team I want to try and score on. So I think Tennessee has a, you know pretty high upside. Again, Rick Barnes, you can nitpick at his like coaching shortcomings, to put it lightly, in the NCAA tournament. But again, this is a bet to make the second weekend, and that's where you start to play the, the hedging game from there.
2: All right, I'm going to throw three at you guys. I want you to pick which one you like the most. Got Auburn at 60 to one, Texas Tech at 50 to one, or
3: Indiana at 75 to one. Indiana, oh, Indiana, Indiana. Show that bias, Mr. Mister IU grad. <laughs> yep, disclosure, I am an IU alumnus. Uh, however, historically, I've been fading IU the last three years. If you look at my betting portfolio, so uh, that, that is the proof in the pudding that I am not a biased Endorser of this. I just think IU has really high upside. And from a future perspective, national championship, that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, relative to the Big Ten, the other Big Ten teams like Michigan and Illinois and Purdue that we talked about, I agree with Kai. I think that Purdue future is especially at when at 20 to 1 is great. It's pretty much at 15 to one and many other books out there. Um, but but in Indiana at 75 is nuts. I mean, I was looking at this at around 60, 50 earlier, about a month ago. Nothing's transpired to make me think they've, you know, depreciated in value. Trace Jackson Davis, all American. You got Tamar Bates, who's a X Factor freshman, lots of upside, new coach. Kai, I'm all in on the hoo-hoo, hoosiers.
1: Yeah. When you when you look at prices this high, you're looking for, you know, best case scenarios, crazy upside. This team has it all with like, like you said, all American leader. They have experience, they've good guards. They have a coach who could be very good. It's an unknown. And that's part of the reason probably why their their price is 75 to one. It's mostly based on their previous Archie Miller years, which didn't go great. So I agree. Indiana is probably my favorite out of those three. Jim, I also don't mind Auburn. Bruce Pearl's just proven he can take a team to the final four before. I wouldn't be super shocked if he can do it again with this team, which is also very talented.
2: Yeah, Auburn might have a top three front court in the country with five star freshman Jabari Smith and UNC transfer Walker Kessler. But yeah, I, I think at the value just a little bit more with Indiana, I would I would go there as well. Uh, I do have a bet on them. Kai, you, you mentioned it. The uncertainty with the coach is a, is a good thing here. Right. It, it is keeping yeah. the price down and it is opening up the higher end ceiling for the outcomes. I mean, just rewind a year or two ago when people weren't fully sure about Jawan Howard. Right. And oh, man, it worked those, out pretty well. Yeah, there's there a point last year where Michigan was 90 to one and, and they ended up being a one seed that made the elite eight like that. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't you know, I'm not forecasting Indiana as a one seed, but there is a scenario where everything clicks with TJD and the transfer guards and Woodson and Dane Fife build up a great scheme offensively. So, yeah, the hoo hoo Hoosiers, Matthew, are are one we are
3: intrigued by, to say the least. Just one more note on Auburn that's another team I'd put in the wait and see category with Alan Flanagan out for the first, I think he's two and a half months mid December. He's on track December. four with his Achilles injury. Yep. And their schedule is not you know, Bruce Pearl never really doesn't exactly roll out the gauntlet for non-conference, but there's a couple of tricky matchups where if you're, if you like Auburn, if you like the, the utopian version, ideal scenario where they all come together, you wait and you hope they trip up a couple times in non-con. Maybe this price drops closer to, you know, 100, 125 to one by, uh, by Christmas.
2: One more team I want to ask about before we, we really move on here. We mentioned a lot of big 10 interest, the Indiana, the Illinois, the Purdue, Maryland is a team that has gotten a lot of love out in the world. They brought in the two bookend transfers at the center. Cutis Wahab from Georgetown point guard, fats Russell from Rhode Island to go with Eric Ayala coming back, Dante Scott coming back. Where do we stand on the terps? I'm looking at 40 to one right now at Winbet. Does that seem about right, Matt? Or are you you saying
3: get away from me with those odds? I just don't see the upside. I really don't. It Turgeon doesn't have a tremendous tournament track record. I think he's overly That's being kind. kind. It is being kind. I'm a kind guy. I'm a nice guy. Everyone every coach has a has a good quality Jim. You just have to frame it in the right, the right light. That's what I'm doing here. Kai, I'm just not a fan of Maryland from a, a long term upside play here. I'm just, I don't see it. I really don't. I think Turner is a solid coach. He's better than people give him credit for, but he's not. This is way too inflated. He's
1: made six tournaments at Maryland. If you include 2020, he's coached there 10 years. He's made one sweet 16 in that time. And they're mostly top five seeds. So I agree. Not a great track record. Small sample size here in the tournament for sure. But I agree with Matt. I I don't see the upside here for Maryland, especially at 40 to one. Yeah, the, the one thing
2: I really liked with Maryland last year was how switchable they were one through five. I thought that made them hard to guard and hard to prepare for, in the same way that the Syracuse two three zone does, the same way that Oregon's switching defenses do, and, and Maryland doesn't have that anymore. They're more conventional. They're they're just not as tricky to plan for in a tournament setting this year. So I, I think yeah, they lack the upside. I'm not too interested in that forty to one. Uh, guys, any other prices or, or teams you want to talk about here? Any super long shots that jumped out to you, Matt, Kai? Either Final Four or National title. We can talk about both of those.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll throw one more out here, but it's a Final Four future. It's a dark horse. BYU at 50 to 1. Yes. I think the Final Four is a very attractive bet. I am much higher on BYU than the market appears to be, but I know all three of us are huge Mark Pope fans. This team could be just as good, if not better, than last year. We bring on Honorable Mention All American back in Barcelo and their front court, Caleb Lohner could be a star this season.
3: Matt, yeah. how do you feel I mean, about BYU? I don't know if they have title upside, but I know anything Mark Pope touches turns to gold. So this is like I don't know, buying Amazon or Apple. Like you just know it's gonna go up. So buy it now and wait and see. And if you're you want to get on one of those prop swap type sites and sell it, I this this value of a ticket will appreciate. I I think this is a no-brainer for me. I have bad news, Kai. It's already down to twenty-five to one. Somebody, is, really? somebody is wise to it. Yep, uh, wow. that's okay. a little rich for me.
2: Matt, I'm go. gonna th- I'm gonna throw one at you. See what you think. I, I can't even properly say what the odds are. Two thousand to one, Milwaukee to make the final four. What if you get <laughs> Pat Baldwin Jr. into the Sweet Sixteen, a five-star no. top no. ten player? Mm-hmm. At, the, at those odds, you won't put two dollars on it. Yeah, I guess what's it's
3: actually twenty. You said twenty thousand to. 10, $10 to win $20,000. To win 20000 So you won't put okay. two on that? <laughs> sure, I'll do it right now. I don't feel like that's a... There's no way Milwaukee gets anywhere past the second weekend. I'm I'm sorry. Baldwin already has some injury concerns, I think, coming into the year, so that concerns me. This feels like the whole McCurr-McCurr thing with Howard, where it's the, the hype just Not so quite. far overshadows. Oh, them. yeah, I, I,
2: that's... Not quite. That's I, I you, like is that, that too hard a reach
3: of a comparison? McCurr okay, okay, yes. was I mean, like I mean, kind was of it. a
2: project. and Baldwin yeah. Jr. is a like very star skill
3: score, Yeah. And there is talent. It's not just like ball at a bunch of nobodies. That team has legit talent. It's just like they're coming from fringe top two hundred. It's just such a quantum leap to make, even with the guy of his talent. I'm not sure I can buy it.
2: I'm just saying, like if you put one dollar on that, one dollar <laughs> win a thousand. That's fine. It's it's not the worst thing in the world to be rooting for. Right, we should be rounding out
3: our right. We should be rounding out our portfolios with some long shots as well. We got the heavy. We got the heavy hitters. We got the twenty to forty, you know, doubles, and then we got these flyers. Mm-hmm. It's all about diversifying, Matthew. Diversification, they told me. The one that kind of I like in that in that regard is
2: 75 to 1 Drake to make the final four. A team that was awesome last year, just got better and better until they ran into the injury bug. But unfortunately, they they didn't get to make the run that they were hoping for without Roman Penn and a limited tank hemp hill. So many players back though. Super experienced team. The valley could be good. They they might even have a chance at an at large this year. Right. That's that is one I am eyeing up potentially. All right. Well, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our listeners. Remind them that we are presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and WinBet's got a brand new sign up offer for our listeners: bet one dollar on any college football team, any team, any of them. This is in all caps. Any team, Old and when a hundred dollars if they score a touchdown. You get a hundred dollars.
3: Maybe not UMass. I would say probably not that team. Another team.
2: Go for maybe Ohio State. How about
3: that? They score. That sounds a like a better a better option. Yeah.
2: All you have to do is open a new WinBet account, deposit $20 or more, and bet $1 on any team within your first 10 days. And if that team scores a touchdown, again, that is triple digits, $100 into your pocket. So if you haven't signed up yet on WinBet Sportsbook, take advantage of this offer today by clicking on the Action Network link in the episode description to this pod. A couple of caveats you must be 21 or older to gamble. No one to stop before you start. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Let's talk over-unders. This is an intriguing market here at WinBet that is not really available elsewhere, particularly because, guys, this includes the postseason. This includes all games, non-conference, conference, conference conference tournament, NCAA tournament. Heck, it includes the CBI or the CIT, if you make it. Any game that a team plays in. What are we looking at, Kai? Anything really jump out to you that there are 25 teams offered here? It's not every team in the
1: country, but 25? Anyone you like in particular? Yeah, Jim, this is a kind of a tough market for me. I don't feel like I have a good feel for it. You know, we we tend to silo ourselves in, in betting mindsets, ATS records, not actual records. Single, single game so, bets, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be honest, this was kind of tough for me to evaluate. But, you know, looking through here, you, you have a handy-dandy spreadsheet for for Matt and I to look at that includes Ken Pomp's projected win totals, Mark Torvik's projected win totals. And I'm eyeing a couple, Jim. I think you've pointed a couple out as well. Let's start with Memphis under 30, because I agree, 30 wins for this team seems very lofty. They're certainly talented, and yes, best-case scenario, they can get there. But I foresee some trip-ups, if not in the non-con, certainly in the American Conference, especially to a team like Houston.
2: Yeah, Ken Palm has them projected for 23 wins. Then they would have to win three more in the AAC tournament, and then four more in the NCAA tournament to make the Final Four, and that's just a push.
1: Yeah, and Penny's never
2: been in the NCAA tournament. You're asking for a lot here. Right. I mean, they've, they've got a couple extra regular season games from their MTE, so perhaps they could get to 24-25. But, I mean, that's if you're buying this this rosy outcome, this top 15 team, which, Matt, the talent is there, but there are playmaker questions, there are ball handling questions, there are shot selection questions that we're not totally sold on yet, and they do have a relatively difficult schedule. I mean, they got Virginia Tech on yeah. a neutral floor, Alabama at home, Tennessee in a neutral, that's all in the non-con we don't know how this young kind of different dish assembly team will, will fare in a long conference schedule. So yeah, under 30 does stick out to me as well.
3: I agree. I looked at the schedule. I was assuming we'd see a bunch of cupcakes in the non-con given this number being so inflated, but you're right. They, Virginia tech, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, even Murray state Slough, Western Kentucky, all at home. Those are not, cup, those are not cakewalks. So I, yeah, this is a, my, probably my second favorite bet, Jim on the board. Um, I have another short for my favorite bets, which I believe you also co sign. Breaks my heart to even go against the St. Bonnie's. But I'm sorry, where are you getting 28 and a half wins from? Is that the, I'm just checking the 28 and a half is the current price on win, which by the way, shouts to win for offering the minus 105 juice on both sides, a cheap and fair value for these. It's pretty simple. If they don't get an at-large berth, that takes away the entire postseason tournament for them. So like, unlike these other teams that are probably safer bets to make at-large, to get at-large bids and have the upside to win one or two games in the tournament to get them over the hump, the Bonnies to me are not like a foregone conclusion to get an at-large bid. I think they have to do some work in the non-con. The A-10 could be potentially down, which could help them, right? If they they catch v, or slew and VCU a little bit injured, but they do have to play both slew and VCU twice and, um, And they only they only see Fordham once Richmond twice as well and Richmond twice as well. So the schedule doesn't really work out all that favorably for a team that I just feel like is coming into the year a little bit overvalued. Again, coming off that awesome season last year, which, as we mentioned, we're not putting as much stock in as much as we love them last year. I just don't think it sets up for them to be as dominant this season.
2: Everybody loves continuity and they bring five starters back. And that that has certainly inflated maybe some views of them. Ken Palm has them projected at 22 wins. And there are a couple more that they'll play in a in a preseason tournament. But then yeah, you still have to get three in the in the A10 tournament, which is no walking park. Right? Yep. And a couple more in the NCA tournament or whichever postseason tournament they qualify for. So
1: that is tricky. Kai, do you agree with that? Or are you a little more unsure on the Bonnies? No, I agree because there's landmines in the non-con, right? You have UConn, Virginia Tech, which are toss-up games, and I'd probably favor the other team. There's also Boise State, there's Buffalo, there's Northern Iowa. All three of those teams could beat St. Bonnie this year. Not saying they will, but it's certainly a possibility and, and way more uh, uh, chance than, than I would be comfortable with betting on a 28 and a half uh, win total. That's 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 nuts to me. You basically you need them to go 16 and 2, 17 and 1 in the eight ten. I don't think that's going to happen. It's too tough of a conference.
3: They have to stay healthy. Their bench has improved, but it's still a thin bench. And it's one shoon ankle or knee twist away from you know what you're looking you know with th- this team looking a lot like they did prior to last season which is a mortal team not like this juggernaut 810 monster
2: how dare you even bring that mention
1: into the world
2: that you go I'm knock sorry.
3: on
1: every piece of wood in your home that is that's disgusting out of you to take it one step further what seed are they going to get in the NCAA tournament right F- I mean five eight? a six a seven that's eight? as high as they'll possibly yeah exactly so recipe for early
2: exits there yep unless you are Mega, mega high on them going on a like a rampage in the regular season. It's, it's hard to see that the 28 and a half number. I sort of like Florida State over 22 and a half, guys. I, I think that is a fairly low number, and it basically anticipates almost zero postseason wins for them because uh, Ken Palm's got them around 20 for the regular season. So if they get one or two in the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament, I feel pretty decent about that. Uh, Matt, any others that you like? I had to get an over just so we had a, something positive to say about a team.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Tennessee one, we talked about why we like the Vols in general, so I won't beat that into the ground. The other one is Ohio State. Um, just in general, I feel like people are putting Ohio State in a notch below the Michigans, the Illinois, and the Purdue's. Um, I think, at least I personally view Ohio State uh, you know, within an alligator arm's reach from those teams. They get Nebraska and Minnesota twice. Um, and I think they get Northwestern only once, just looking at the, conf- the the conference schedule there. It's one of the more undervalued teams, Jim, as you pointed out in your, in your spreadsheet here from an analytic perspective in terms of the gap between what Kempom projects, what the actual number is. EJ Liddell will get to the player futures here at the, the end of this program, but I think he's a great bet to win player of the year. A lot of upside, a lot of people kind of putting in stock in the losses from Dwayne Washington, Kai. I like the Bucks. Chris Holman's a great coach, guy who can win games in, in March too. What's not yeah. to like?
1: I don't mind that, Matt. Um, Big Ten is just kind of—it's such a, a a juggernaut of a conference, a bloodbath. Ohio State could realistically go just over five hundred in that league, still be a very, very good team. But the win total is, is deflated. I do like Jim's Florida State take. I mean, I don't really buy the twelve and eight in Palm. I think they could finish better than that in the ACC play. And I agree they could get a, a game or two in the ACC tournament. At their MTE, they play Loyal Marymount first, who is good, yeah. but they should beat. not on their current Ken Palm
2: schedule. They should get either Missouri or SMU. <laughs> they should definitely yeah. also beat whichever one of those two. So Florida State, yeah, I, I like that one. And right in the same vein, North Carolina in the ACC, mm-hmm. vastly, I would say, undervalued by Ken Palm, Bart Torvichs of the world. Some people have them top 15 or top 20. They're 40th in Ken Palm. So the, the, the win total projection for them is relatively low. But again, only 22 and a half here if they do have a slightly better than expected ACC run and then you get one or two in a, in a postseason tournament, boom, you already got it. So the heels are also in where I think the
3: total's just a tad low for them. Matt, does that break your heart to hear me say something good no, about North Carolina? It, I'm, I'm a Hubert Davis guy, Jim. So I, UNC is no longer on my rival shit list. They're now on my apathetic, all their teams don't care about them list. So I'm taking a, a prudent and objective lens to my UNC takes. That's right, nice, Matthew. Thank
1: you. Uh, yeah, Jim, I agree. UNC over looks good to me. I want to talk real quick about Villanova, if I may, because there's their win total sitting at 26 and a half. And I think a decent proxy for this team is 2019. That team won 26 games. It went 13-5 and in the Big East, won the Big East tournament, lost in the second round, still got 26 wins. You look at this year's Big East, much weaker, yeah. much weaker conference. There is a very real scenario. Nova goes 18-2 and in this league. 17 and 3, maybe even 19 and one, maybe not go that far. They have six automatic non-con wins. Their, their, their schedule just it's not that great in those in those six games. And they need to win two against Syracuse, Tennessee, UCLA or Baylor. Tough to do, or just have a normal run in the Big East tournament and in St tournament. I think that's a very, very clear path towards 26 and a half wins. So I, I I'd be on Villanova over there. All right, Kai, I'm using that as a perfect
2: transition point to conference regular season odds. We've only got the ACC, Big 12, Big East, Big 10, Pac-12, SEC. But Kai, I think Villanova to win the Big East is a great value here. They're listed right now, plus 150. There are other places out there that have them in the minus money region, like minus 150 is definitely a line that exists. So if you're getting plus 150 on Villanova, who is a clear tier one favorite in that Big East in our eyes and, and in most people's eyes, that, that's really good value, Mr. Cox. Can't, can't dispute that.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Number two is Connecticut. They're sitting at plus 400 and Xavier plus 600. I'm with you. I think the gap is fairly substantial, at least to me, between Nova and Xavier. UConn's a conundrum. We don't really know how high their ceiling is this year, Jim. So maybe if you're a big believer in Mr. Hurley and that swarming length and physicality and the identity that they've built... I just don't know if they have if they have enough offensive ammunition to, to stay with Nova for a whole season in the Big East race. So, yeah, I think plus value Nova is a no-brainer, but I agree. Yep, I th- it's, it's especially compared to the market, yeah.
1: Kai? There's only been one season in the current iteration of the Big East, going back to like 2014, in which Villanova hasn't at least shared a title in the regular season. So, yeah, Villanova is clearly the bet here. Value-wise, Jim, if you want to get really nitty-gritty Big East, St. John's plus 2,000. Price as the eighth team in the Big East, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, yeah, I got did, yelled at for ranking them fifth. I know I, the good folks at WinBet have no faith in St. John's. That's fine. I, I would why not throw a couple bucks on them? I don't think they're going to win it, but can't beat the value there. I took yeah. Seton
3: Hall as my non-NOVA hedge guy in the Big East. That's my my favorite pick there.
1: That is that is ten to one for Seton to Hall. One, yeah. Oh, instead of twenty to one for St. John's, you think Seton Hall is a better? Yeah, play? I like Hall a lot. I really do. Twice
3: as much. S.A. St. John's, yeah, that's a good point. And that, you yeah,
2: know, the upside, you know, if you if you're a Kadari you Richmond buyer, points, like he we did. are, we are Kadari Richmond buyers, we are uh, of the Pirates here, uh, guys. The other conference I wanted to discuss, and mainly because it is, you know, there's no clear top dog in the in the odds here, it's the SEC.
1: Here it just means more.
2: Kentucky is now sitting at plus three hundred. That is your favorite, but followed closely by Alabama. Five to one, Arkansas five to one, Auburn six to one, Tennessee six to one. Seems like our friends at WinBet just kind of shrugged here, and we're like, you know, we're not entirely sure. I believe Kentucky was four to one relatively recently, so they must have taken some money to knock that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are also somewhat better prices on the regular season than you will find at other books. Matt, which one do you like here? Are you going with Kentucky
3: or are you going with the uh, the Tennessee Vols again? Jim, for my approach, I'm going to take a snapshot of these current odds and bring them back up in about a month or two. A lot of these teams will have, I think, volatile fluctuations in the next six weeks. Um, Arkansas, Auburn, Bama, you know, Tennessee actually is probably the most stable. Kentucky is sort of a who knows at this point. I, I think the you know water will find its level as the course of the year plays out, and we're going to have a lot of over and under achievement early for extraneous reasons in the first six weeks of the season, like I was saying, Kai. I would come back to this initial snapshot prices, expect these to trend back as the season progresses, point as weights, and then try and pick off a team that struggles early. This
1: conference, I don't have much
3: interest in in future betting. It's just
1: too competitive at the top, and the prices don't really make it worthwhile, in my opinion. But if you had to do one, Tennessee and Auburn at 6-1, I think those are the best values, and there's very clear scenarios where where they end up winning the league. But Kai, you do have some interest in the Big Ten, am I right? That's correct. Because the value's there. And we've talked about the Hoosiers already a couple times. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten, but 15 to one, that's that's crazy, especially when comparing to other teams. Illinois is five to one, Michigan's three to one, Purdue's three and a half to one. Even Michigan State's eight to one. You and can Michigan basically State, yeah. double the value. On, on that's Indiana. what I was just
3: looking at, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: If you want to take a couple teams in here, Indiana should be in your portfolio, I think, in the Big Ten. Matt, Illinois at five to one is fantastic value when compared to Michigan and Purdue. So I would be on Illinois and Indiana.
3: I can't help myself, Jim. I did. I'm going to put a little, few pennies on Penn State at plus ten. <laughs> Come 000. on, there's gotta no do way. it. Gotta do <laughs> no. it.
2: I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. I would, I would actually prefer to book that bet for you. Would you like to just give me the money and I'll pay you out the, the winnings?
3: Here's, here's the information you don't have. There's going to be a big man rumble where Hunter Dickinson Kofi Kober, and Kofi Coburn and Trace Jackson Diggis are all going to get into a ring and they're just going to beat each other up. Season-ending injuries commence. The field opens wide up. Micah Shrewsbury, like Moses in the Seas parting, steps in, claims the crown.
2: I don't like all the injury wishing that Matt is (laughs) doing. Yeah, this is,
3: you're right. Inviting a dark cloud over your own. Yeah, I retract all that. Retract all of it. Very poor for for karma purposes. I'm going to break my ankle after this show, probably. (laughs)
2: Last little market, guys, I wanted to touch on. The National Player of the Year, Naismith Player of the Year. There are some odds here. I, there's one I that I just particularly like for a couple of reasons. Matt, it is your boy at Duke, Paulo Banquero. I think the two Gonzaga bigs, Holmgren and Timmy, might split their causes a little bit. Yep. Uh, I, I think that's going to hurt them. Some of the longer shots, I can't quite get there. Banquero is going to be the guy for Duke who we know is going to be mega featured nationally by media, by every outlet, just because of the Coach K retirement tour. So at 10 to 1, you get... Possibly the number one pick coming out next year. And I know the freshman winning it is
3: very rare. Anthony Davis, Zion. But Matt, Bancaro's that good. Am I he is. right? He is. He's is a freakish talent. He's not Zion good. But I think we look back at this season and we put his year up there with one of the best freshman campaigns we've seen in the last decade, Kai. Just a freak inside. He's a dude who can score inside and out. Handles. And right, I think Duke's going to be a lot better than people think. And they're certainly going to be put under the spotlight at every possible turn. So he'll have every opportunity to showcase his talents in that you know, jaw-dropping, whoa type of fashion, which I think you need sort of that that X factor of pizzazz when you're talking about this type of race. Uh, I, I think Drew Timmy's going to be tough to beat, though. I think Timmy's going to have a productive year. He's a lovable fan favorite. It, it's hard to bet against that, Kai. Who are you looking at?
1: I think Ben Caro's the best bet on the board, for sure, at 10 to 1. I would not bet John Juzang at 12 to one. That's silly. He's inflated because of his tournament run last year. A couple things really good
3: too. His team's just balanced. Yeah.
1: And his team's yeah. good. And there's a couple of big 10 names, Jim. Obviously there's a ton of good big guys in that league. Hunter Dickinson, 20 to one comparatively Trace Jackson Davis is 12 to one. I would take Dick Dickinson a hundred times out of hundred comparing those two with, with those values and your boy, Jim EJ Liddell going at 25 to one that's another great value player uh, in the player of the year race.
2: Yeah. He really jumped out late last year uh, that had, they had the run in the big 10 tournament all the way to the, the overtime finale on selection Sunday. And he really started to add that three point shot. And if he becomes, you know, prolific from that range to go with everything else he does his versatility on both ends of the floor. I think Liddell is the type of guy who could emerge as the clear best player on his team where some of these other guys have to compete with with attention for uh, with some of their teammates. So, yeah, I like Liddell there as well. Matt, I just want to I want to say I'm sorry that Matthew Meyer is not on the board.
3: Inexcusable. (laughs) I'm going to write a note. in. so when get him out of the the board here, they've got Adam Flagler, but no Matthew Meyer. It's an all American candidate. Yeah. It did inexcusable from when we'll, you know, they've done a great job with their other odds, but I'm not happy about my guy not being on the board. Can I throw one more Hill Mary? And I mean like a multi football field length, Hill Mary. Yep. Wrap okay. up, the, wrap up the pod with this one. David McCormick shout yes. out to I agree to Kansas faithful out there. Sort of a me spitting at both of your Mizzou alumni faces, one, 20,000. You're basically betting on what I think is the best player on Kansas. That's debatable, obviously on debatably the second best team in the country just that in a nutshell is why i feel like this is a pretty good value play yeah Getting back to your whole like why not put one dollar and win a lot of money that's kind of where i'm at with this jalen
2: wilson probably gonna miss a game or two early on yeah. we don't know how the remy martin situation is going to go there Abaji is on the wing but the mccormick stats in conference play last year when he was fully healthy Category really jump better. out yep so McCormick at 200 to one. Sure. I I, I don't hate it, Matt. There's a lot of good big guys out there this year, but maybe McCormick is is the best on the number one team in the country. By the end of the year, it's entirely possible to everybody listening. Thank you. Please rate and review the show on Apple podcasts. Listen on Spotify, help us out. We, We appreciate that as does everybody else on this particular feed. We'll see you next week, next Wednesday on big bets on campus.